down, you guys. Shuffle up your deck. Loosen up your thumbs. This is Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back! Hello, and welcome to some Powered Gaming. It's a Powered Gaming episode. Now, I want to go ahead and preface... This is not going to be 100% positive. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, right? Uh, you know, in our regular comic book podcast which comes out every week except for weeks that we miss um i try to be just positive you know what i mean because it's all about like making suggestions on stuff right but when it comes to powered gaming that's more of a review show right yeah um i am not typically one that gives negative reviews you're relatively easy to please um but I have some negative things to say about today's topic. <laughs> I I also want to mention I did not play this game, but I watched and participated in this game. Let me take a quick swig of Haterade. <laughs> so I can't I can't be an impartial like commentator on the gameplay. Yeah. I I can only give my opinion on what I've witnessed. So that said, we are talking about Marvel's Avengers. This is the long-awaited Square Enix uh, Marvel project. A mm -hmm. uh, long time ago, I feel like three or four years ago, it was announced that Square Enix was starting an exclusivity deal with Marvel um, where they would be making, I guess not an exclusivity deal because they were also making the Sony Spider-Man games. So some sort of like long-running deal right? where Square Enix was going to produce a series of Marvel related games, including an Avengers game, which was promised to be like a squad based game. And we heard like very thin details coming out about it for a while. And then in last year's E3 or the year before that, I think it was last year's E3, they did like a big announcement and they showed like the first trailer and some gameplay footage and stuff. And it was really exciting. It looked really cool. Um, as time went by, uh, you know, the graphics kind of got judged by a lot of people. I personally was one of the people that was like, this doesn't look great. Like, it doesn't look... The when you can, yeah. When you compare it to other, like, big PlayStation 4 generation releases we played on the PS4, um, like, you know, Sony Spider-Man and, like, God of War and things like that, it kind of fell flat. Um, but they did improve over time as they revealed more things. Um... And then, swala, we got <laughs> uh, we got the game release last month. Last month it released, or the month before it that? Released. It's been out for a while. Uh, August took me a while to eventually play it. We were moving, um, and within the move, it also took me a while to find time to sit down and talk about it. I also wanted to play through the end game a little bit more, which is unfortunately where a lot of my ire uh, tends to come into play. But, um, yeah. So, from a voyeur standpoint, um, they did, as Chris mentioned, they did drastically improve the visuals um, from what they had been um, initially kind of premiered when they did the E3 drop. Um, I also had been very critical because it just, the, the visuals looked funny before, but they 
they really pulled it together, yeah. I think, and tweaked it. And I think they had received a lot of that criticism. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of it had gone back to the drawing board. Um, from a voyeur standpoint, that being said, the story is fantastic. Um, but I really want to talk about how I really enjoyed the voice acting. <laughs> yeah. So we'll break it down a bit. So the, you know, we'll break it down into two. The game is made up of ultimately two parts. There is a single player campaign, uh, which we'll talk about in depth. And then there is a multiplayer slash end game, uh, which I believe is called like Avengers Assemble or something like that, uh, which is its own sort of beast. Okay. Uh, the gameplay style, just to give you a breakdown of it, is like I said, it's squad based. You get to pick from a series of different uh, of different characters. All the characters feel very fluid and different. Uh, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, it's not like, oh, this is kind of sort of somewhat the same thing, but with slight different flavor. Like right. playing as Thor feels considerably different from playing as Black Widow feels considerably different playing as Captain America and so on. Um, characters available to you are Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, uh, and Miss Marvel. A lot of interesting different techniques and different strategies go into playing the different characters um and they've got plans to do a lot of live service stuff for them they're introducing a lot of dlc characters that are going to be free um That's really you cool. can with in-game currency purchase their hero pass which for those who don't play a lot of online games battle passes season passes hero passes whatever they're called in different games is effectively a reward system, a tiered reward system where you unlock new things as you play more and accomplish challenges and gain up experience. Uh, it's kind of like any RPG where you get experience and level up and you get new stuff uh, with the exception of you're not leveling up and becoming more powerful. You're getting like new cosmetics and new currency that you can spend on cosmetics in game and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, <clears throat> that said, the only not free part potentially uh of the dlc stuff is going to be buying the hero passes uh it requires credits there's like five different types of in-game currency there's a lot of ridiculous in-game currency in this <laughs> um and credits is the one that you kind of like like all these online games have one that you kind of slowly accrue like diamonds or gems or stars or whatever it is yeah um and it's the one that gets you the better stuff like in fall guys it's crowns you know what i mean right it gets you the better stuff um but it's harder to come by and you can pay for it so if you get into a situation yeah. and you're like oh i love this character but i don't have enough credits that i've ground up from hours upon hours of sweat and tears um <laughs> dial it back chris we'll talk about it um <laughs> you know you can pay money and get the hero passes so gameplay itself is very very fun the missions are effectively open world areas these small kind of open world arenas where you have a point a you got to get to point b you've got a few kind of side things like find a chest with exclusive gear save this shield person save this inhuman and stuff like that uh, but ultimately the, the the gameplay itself can in my opinion get a little bit repetitive that plays strongly into my feelings about the post game. Um, so I'll talk about that a lot um, toward the end after we cover the single player stuff. But the even in single player as you're doing these missions, 
it can get a little bit repetitive. It's still, they did a good job making it feel alive though. Cause like while you're in there, you'll have your characters interacting and talking, you know, you'll have Iron Man shooting out quips and Black Widow judges him and stuff like that, <laughs> you know, and even playing with a group of AI, um, you know, you'll have Hulk randomly fly out of nowhere and attack one person while Black Widow goes off and attacks this other person and stuff. It feels very, like, fluid and alive. Um, bad guys are freaking everywhere. Getting health back is very difficult in this game. Um, and that starts to become a problem later on in, in the post-game. But in the single-player game, it's not too, too bad. You get knocked down, you get revived by a teammate, you move on. Um but for the most part, it's just fairly like jump in, smash some stuff, kill some guys, hit some buttons. One of my favorite mission types is where it's kind of like a capture the flag type thing from like old school, like shooters and stuff where you basically just exist in a zone and then it bing, it's you exist for a certain amount of time in this like circle and then it becomes yours and then you go get another one and then it's like, oh no, aim is stealing this circle back and you got to go back and fix it. So I think those ones are probably a lot more interesting to me as opposed to like get to point, kill guys, push button, mission over. Yay. You know, <laughs> um, destroy some stuff. Mission done. Congrats. And then moves on. Huzzah. Uh, so, yeah. So we'll break it down. We'll talk about the single player experience. We'll talk about the multiplayer experience and then we'll give final thoughts. Yeah. So T, you mentioned the story. So if you want to dive into the story, you're welcome to hit it. Yeah, so story-wise, um, it's focused around, for the single-player mode, around Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel. Um, the story is interesting because it kind of takes from bits and pieces of the comics, but not anything really like, this is based off of this comic. It's sort of like, formed its own universe story situation, um, pulling pieces, parts. It has to do with um, the Inhumans being created and, and the Terrigen Mist and all of those things. Um, and you focus Kamala trying to effectively pull the Avengers back together because things go sideways after a catastrophe and um, after the Inhumans are created, um, things get ugly with AIM. So yeah. the big bad of the story is AIM. I'm trying not to spoil too much because it yeah. is a really good story. I mean, the the kickoff point you can kind of go ahead and spoil because it's been spoiled. Basically, yeah. a disaster goes down. It's what we saw in the original gameplay and the original trailer. A disaster goes down at a Avengers event. The Avengers are unfortunately kind of blamed. It's very reminiscent of Civil War. Yeah. How definitely. Nitro explodes, kills tons of people in a town. The... um speedball and his group what were they called the young something anyway i forget their yeah. name um you know they were blamed and superheroes as at large got blamed and yeah it just you know it, it's very reminiscent of that so at the point that kamala takes over and she's kind of like stretching her superhero legs yes the avengers are off nowhere and she's off on a mission to try to round them up to fix this very like fascist regime that aim has put over the world yeah as they Gathering like the fight troops. against inhumans <laughs> and fight against superheroes as a whole 
things that stood out to me in the story, um, aside from some cool, like, villain surprises and things like that, um, was how much it really felt like they made Kamala a true fan, which was cool because you were Kamala, but at the same time, you were kind of walking alongside Kamala, experiencing these things and very much feeling that, like, fanship nerdy feeling with her Mm -hmm. so especially in that fan event in the very beginning like she walks around and she meets some of the heroes and those interactions like you feel as starstruck as she does yeah and you know there's one point where she goes into like an iron man themed gift shop and it is the most accurate theme shop i've ever seen in a game I gotta say, it felt like you're a Disney. Yeah, like, I um, <laughs> it was really cool. I that was one thing I wanted to talk about is honestly highlighted this game and probably one of my favorite like opening segments of a game was the opening segment to the story of this. Yeah, because it just you start off you're Kamala, you're younger than where you'll eventually be with her, so it's like years prior to where the real meat of the story takes place. Right. Um, but she's won a competition to basically come like a story writing competition, like a fan fiction to come meet the Avengers at this Avengers event where they're launching this new helicarrier. And yeah, you just like T said, you roll around this event and the event itself. Like, I mean, I don't know if I've just been quarantined too long, but the event itself just gave me such good vibes Yeah, because it felt like being in a theme park. Like 100%. there was themed stuff everywhere and like little like museums and it felt very organically like a festival and stuff and a lot of times in video games when they try to do like an amusement park or a circus or something it just feels very like either overly predictable and rudimentary like here's a square stall and then there's like pathways going around it and stuff or it feels too cramped to really like feel like you're at that like theme park experience right and this 100 percent did so like on top of that you know, me being quarantined for freaking 10 months of 2020 and then getting to experience this like really cool looking theme park experience and gift shops and games and food vendors and stuff. The meeting of the individual, like the individual heroes was just so cool. And it it's like you said, it's like they made her a fan and they put you in the shoes. Like it was the same sort of visceral experience I had like a motive experience I had when I played Sony's Spider-Man and was swinging through the streets and stuff. Yeah. It just felt like such a good fan moment. Yeah. And definitely. you go into this Iron Man thing and then Thor comes in and like makes some snide remarks about Iron Man and you're like, oh my God, I'm Kamala. And he's like, oh, you wrote that book about this, right? Or, and it gives you some like inspiring speech and like shows off his muscles and T and I were just sitting there like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, I'll remember that name. And you're like, Oh yeah. my God. He and then you meet me. Captain America <laughs> and yeah. Cap Captain America is the one that like, you say something about the story and he's like, oh, yeah, I really liked what you did with like he actually read your freaking story. And you're like, huh? And it's, just, <laughs> it's so cool. And it's such a good moment to kind of highlight these characters as like people in this world, you yeah. know, because you're you get a chance before you dive into this like long narrative and this like deep, dark kind of story that they've built. You get a moment to experience them from the civilian side of it. So you get a moment to see them as people and see them as people would see them you know what i mean yeah and not just be like another hero experiencing another hero 
you know, you actually get to be like, wow, these guys are celebrities, but they're still kind of cool. And they, here's why Thor's worthy. Here's why Cap is, you know, America's ass. Here's why, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like you get to experience them um, from that kind of focus. I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. From an artistry side of the game, the sound design is really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought the music and everything was really nice. It's a good soundtrack. It feels very Avengers. It does a good job of hyping you up. Um, the voice acting was also super great. It, I, I only had like one qualm with all of the voice acting. And this was like one of those star-studded casts. I mean, Nolan North, Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, like... You got the big names in yeah. voice acting on this thing. The like, crew. They is were here. banking yeah. on this. And honestly, Nolan North nailed Iron Man. And yeah. you could almost feel how much fun he was having with this role. Yeah. And it really For sure. like it impacted the the character, in my opinion. Like I cared more about Iron Man because it felt like he cared more about Iron Man. Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah. It was just really, really good. I think the only thing that the only qualm I had though is that Troy Baker did Bruce Banner. And he did a great Bruce Banner. He's very subdued and, you know, mm. calm and whatever. But he didn't also do the Hulk. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're going to get Troy Baker to freaking do Bruce Banner, shouldn't he also do the Hulk? <laughs> Troy Baker's very, um, I don't know. I mean, he makes his money off of voice acting. So maybe he just felt like he wouldn't be able to do the Hulk without wrecking his voice. Maybe. You know? I don't know. It was just one of those weird things because, like, I almost expected Troy to do, like, a Captain America. The gentleman that did Captain America was um, Jeff Sheen, not part of the standard crew. Yeah. Um, but he did a great, great job. He did job. a great... I loved his cap. Yeah, yeah, he did an awesome job. I just... I You know, it, it was a surprising choice, in my opinion, to have Troy do kind of, like, a very reserved character yeah, yeah. and not do the, like, complex depth side of it it was it's an interesting choice but they did a great job but when you look at when you look at bruce i think what we're slowly starting to learn is that there's a lot of room for like solid acting in bruce banner you know what i mean yeah because you look at like eric banna played him in the og hulk movie and you've got um whoever played him in the show i don't i don't even know i don't care uh, <laughs> i'll just be honest and you know edward norton played him in the other the incredible hulk and they both kind of just went and did it you know what i mean like they yeah. they both kind of felt like they were like this isn't the reason people are here for this movie so whatever and right. but then you look at like mark ruffalo's hulk and even how similar to how troy played it it's like you can see he's trying he's subdued he's uncomfortable he's constantly nervous that something's gonna like trigger him you know what i mean there's a lot more nuance it feels like a character who knows he's literally sitting on an atomic bomb at all times that's true and if somebody like pushes a table into his knee he could end up injuring tons of people you know what i mean yeah. and there's a lot of nuance there that's possible and i think troy did a good job for it um but yeah, the story is solid. Single player experience is really good. It's longer than I thought it would be. Um, like I said, the level design does leave me a bit wanting. There were moments where I was like, okay, here we go. This level again. Um, you know, and wasn't super, but there were some really cool narrative moments um, that involved. They did these like random free running segments, which 
aside from one time when I was doing it, when there was like a weird like graphical glitch that kept making me fail a jump. Um, and I had to try it like three or four times. And then like I had to adapt to the graphical glitch in order to get through it. They were really fun segments. And you do like one is the Hulk. You do like two is Black Widow. You do one is Cap um, throughout the story. There's a few other like narrative segments that are really good. There's two home bases where you can just kind of like go around and explore and talk to different heroes and get different stories. Um, and it, again, they did a really good job making everything feel like alive around you. So sometimes these games with home bases, it'll be like, oh, look, here's a bunch of people just standing around or here's nobody. It's just an empty base. Um, but this had like a lot of activity and it had like news reports popping up and you could see like, you know, at one point you you're in the helicarrier and you go into like the docking bay and Thor's like shooting lightning at a dummy. And there's just a bunch of shield agents like standing around, like taking pictures and like, like, Oh my God, look at Thor. He's so awesome. And, st <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot going on in those areas. You know, there's, you do a ton of free running segments. Now that I've said it, you do like a ton as Ms. Marvel, which is really cool. Um, and the mechanics work for that. Like they do a really good job working in those mechanics yeah. sometimes, especially because you don't do that that often in the like main meat of the game doesn't really rely on like free running that much. There's a lot of like scaling platforms and stuff, but it's not really like run, 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 jump, run, wall, jump, run, swing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they did a good job getting that down. Uh, despite it not really being the focus because sometimes when you have a game that's like this is the meat of our game and then here's this segment that's kind of different it's like wow that segment sucked <laughs> you know i feel like games like like two the recent tomb raider games have suffered from that where sometimes like, something's yeah. not a part of the the primary um, gameplay and they're like but it's a cool supplement and you're like it's not a cool supplement this is broken yeah <laughs> Story was good. Voice acting was good. Uh, Kamala was great. I loved focusing on her. I kind of wish the story just focused on her. There were moments where you had to play as Iron Man, moments where you had to... And I get they're making you experience all the different characters. Right. Um, But there was a long period where I felt like she was just kind of like, cool, thanks for getting us back together. Go to your room. <laughs> you know? And then it was like, now it's the Iron Man show. And it's it's fine. I, it doesn't help that Iron Man is probably the weakest character that I have. Like, I was the worst at Iron Man compared to everybody else. Um, so when it would be like, hey, here's a long Iron Man segment, I'd be like, no. Nah. Uh, He's a glass cannon. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel like it would have been cool to not have those long periods without her, but I get it. Um, but otherwise, it's it's a great story. It's a great kind of fan-friendly story. You watch the Avengers come back. They make fun little references to like the Civil War and stuff <laughs> and like yeah. fun little quips and references to like previous things. I do wish there were more villains. We didn't really get. We've got a cool take and I won't spoil it. There's a cool take on a classic villain. Yes. Very it's like cool. a cool origin story and a cool interpretation of a very classic villain that we haven't really seen much in a lot of the more like realistic quote unquote type things. Right. Um, beyond that, we get Abomination and Taskmaster, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the boss fights in this game are fun. I actually really enjoyed the boss fights. There is some very, like, 
you know, giant bosses that you literally have to like climb on top of them to do stuff and then felt very God of War and that was cool. But um, I would have liked to see more supervillains and maybe they'll add those in when they do like other DLCs and stuff. But, you know, it would have been cool. It's like you play Ultimate Alliance and part of the joy of it is like when you go into a room and it's like two supervillains are like, we're going to F you up. And you're like, oh, cool. It's these two guys. Oh, my God. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, part of the fun of Spider and the reason everyone likes Spider-Man games so much is because there's usually like 50 bad guys. And, <laughs> you're, true. you know, the Arkham games are the same way. The reason yeah. those are so popular is because you'll like turn a corner and it's like, ah, shit, it's a penguin. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> Absolutely everyone's excited because there's villains but you're in literally this... flying through the su- the sky and all of a sudden it's like oh look now you're being attacked by man bat yeah exactly <laughs> so i would have liked to see more of a supervillain presence but i get it you know i think one thing that i do want to highlight is that you know not everybody likes to play every video game um sometimes you like to watch i like to watch certain video games i like to play plenty but sometimes i just rather watch i've got other stuff to do or i want to you know participate this is one of those games that the segments that are very uh gameplay focused don't detract from the watchability they're not Mm -hmm. too long they're not too monotonous they're not too simplistic there's still usually like instances of you know people yelling at you or something happening or you're talking to somebody back at the helicopter or there's something going on Mm -hmm. so it's not it, it's not one of those games, which I have personally experienced plenty of, where, like, you pretty much just zone out unless there's a cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like that type of game. So if you're more of a watching type of a player, which is a completely valid type of video game enjoyer, then this is a decent one to watch. Yep. So, beyond the single player, uh, there is a very rich, very extensive post-game. Right now, it's, I say very rich, very extensive, but it's still probably has a lot of room to grow. Uh, There's a handful of levels, a handful of different types of missions, and basically what it is, is it's a grind. You do various challenges, do various missions, pick a hero who is your favorite hero, level them up all the way, and get to a point where you're ready to eventually do raids, which is something that uh, I believe they plan on having come in. It's a multiplayer focused experience, so you can get a squad of up to three of your friends and roll around as your favorite Avengers team doing beating up aim bots and aim people and hitting buttons and blowing up turbines and saving (laughs) inhumans to your heart's content. This is where I really lose connection with the game. It, um... It's very grind heavy. Uh, I don't feel like there's enough reward from the grind and it just feels very like tedious, very monotonous. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it's, I actually honestly full disclosure, haven't played it with friends because I only know one other person who has it and I don't really like playing things with people. I don't know. I like to, I prefer to play I'm going to play games online. I want it to be with people I know. So when they inevitably mess up and I get mad at them, I know where they live and I can do what needs to be done Um, (laughs) with with strangers. (laughs) Then you got to look up their IP and it's just a whole process. Um, 
you gotta call the SWAT team and it's just a whole thing. Uh, no, but for real, I, I, I haven't played this with people. I have a friend who has been like, come on, let's play it. But I just don't even from my experience playing it with just bots and my experience playing through the single player campaign, knowing what I know about the gear, because uh, that's one thing we forgot to mention is that each character also has gear that they can equip. Fortunately, the gear does nothing aesthetically. I was a little bummed by that. I was kind of hoping that like like one of the gear options you get for Miss Marvel is her emblem. So you can like change her emblem to like different gears, right. but it does nothing physically. Hmm. I was hoping it would literally change like the shape of the emblem and like the color or I mean, something. It'd be really cool. You know, that would be dope. It's like I think Miss Marvel's is like her emblem her like arm bands on one arm, her arm band or wristlet or whatever on the other arm. It would be cool if changing that gear physically changed the gear. Yeah. Um, it does not. Uh, it just changes your stats. You can then upgrade your gear. And basically you, the whole game just points to this grind of like getting your character all the way leveled up, doing repetitive missions, fighting Taskmaster 50 times and... You know, it it feels too grindy, and I just I'm not the type of person to want to do the grind. Even in like, you know, raid bosses are a huge thing in a lot of games, and when you look at like things like Destiny Two or things like World of Warcraft, they have raid bosses, and they have raid bosses that will take you, you know, sometimes an hour or more to beat with properly leveled up you could spend an hour or more fighting this somebody in your party messes up and everyone dies and that's just how it goes and now you have you just wasted an hour and a half of your time you know what i mean i've never been one to understand those but i understand those on something like world of warcraft or uh you know or uh destiny or some game like that because you beat that raid boss, it's going to drop amazing loot and you're going to equip it and you're going to look cool and you're going to have this cool piece of loot. But even when they do, I don't think they have raids right now, but even if they do introduce raids, what is it going to drop? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have cosmetics, most of which you can either buy from in-game store uh, with in-game currency or you can acquire from your hero's hero pass as you complete challenges and things like that um so is it gonna be a cosmetic is it gonna be like i said it are is it gonna drop a very rare emblem for miss marvel so now my miss marvel is even more powerful but nobody can actively see that nobody emblem that. so like what's the point of like invisible gear that gives me better stats you know is yeah. it gonna be some sort of gatekeeping you have to beat a raid boss in order to get into this other post game stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know what it could. I don't know what reward getting your character all the way leveled up and just mindlessly doing this grind could have aside from, or not, not aside from to make it worth it. Yeah. There there doesn't feel like a significant amount of reward for doing the kind of tedium. The mechanics don't seem to complement it. Cause like even in a rain boss and something like like Borderlands, mm-hmm. 
when that raid boss is dead, you know that you're going to get really high rare guns. Yeah, exactly. And you know exactly what you're getting and you know the benefit of it and other people will be able to see your cool gun and like it'll do weird stuff yeah. and I mean, kitschy and things and it'll be it'll More be- importantly, you can see your cool gun. Yeah. And you can watch your cool gun do cool things. Yeah. But like exactly. if, if I get an emblem for Miss Marvel that makes, you know, gives me a 30% chance to apply electricity on the final smash of a combo, cool. Yeah, right. You know, dope, sweet, great, awesome. I'll use this on the next raid boss. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like um, I don't know. I I don't see the gameplay as rewarding as much as like it it to me it feels like solitaire. You know, nobody plays solitaire to beat solitaire. Nobody's like yes. I beat it. I did that. I beat solitaire. People play solitaire because they've got nothing Nothing else to do, do. you know, and solitaire in and of itself is a difficult and challenging and strategic game. People don't give it enough credit. It's like Minesweeper. Minesweeper is a difficult, challenging, strategic game. A little bit of chance thrown in. But both those games are things that people play when they're stuck on a school computer that has no games and they've got like 45 minutes till the bell rings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Nobody does that out of choice. And I feel like that's kind of how this feels to me. I feel like it would definitely appeal. Excuse me. It would definitely appeal to individuals that have a regular group that they play things with. It probably, you know, it's like one of those board games that isn't like the star of the night. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, we're going to play Eldritch Horror and that's going to take up most of our night but before we do let's play a round of Epic Spell Wars or something you know what right. I mean it's not one of those ones that's like this is going to be the thing we do for hours right. you know let's play some exploding kittens before we set up Gloomhaven that kind of thing I feel like it could appeal to groups that have that kind of like we meet up every week at to play a game and while we're waiting on people to get home from work or whatever you know, we just kind of like filter into this Avengers lobby, do some missions, and then move on to whatever the game focus is. You Avengers know? is a pregame. It's like the yeah. drinking game you do before you're going out. Or, you know, <laughs> if you have roommates or a sibling or, you know, a significant other and you like to play games together once a week and you're really big Marvel fans and, you know, you just want to play for like an hour or two or whatever and you've got two PlayStations, you want to just log in and play them fine. Um, I, I feel like it's it's a better experience if focused on the immediate gratification of beating a mission as opposed to the long term gratification of why am I digging so much time into this? Yeah, why am I even doing um, this? Yeah. And like I said, I didn't get too far into it because honestly, I got bored. And this is honestly coming from somebody who can't even get into like Bloodborne and Dark Souls. I'll be perfectly honest. Can't get into those games either because they feel way too focused on the grind. I don't like grinding. I'm a busy man. I've got a lot of things <laughs> that I've got to do. When I sit down to play a video game, I want it to feel like progress. I want it to feel like story and feel like I'm getting something out of what I'm putting in. Yeah. You know, if something's going to demand hours of my time at the end of those hours, I mean, I get mad at like open world games when traveling takes up too much time, that is true. you know? Because it just feels like a waste. And this game does a lot of things right. And I think they could, as they introduce new characters, if they introduce like new 
you know, story DLC or new events or new, you know, kind of fun timed things to get involved with. I think it could be really cool. Um, new villains, like I said, but right now it just, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. I, I wouldn't recommend to somebody spending the full amount of money on this game you know yeah because uh, the only part of it that really seems worthwhile to me is the single player campaign and that's it's long-ish it's not super long yeah but it's long and it's longer than i expected it to be it's longer than the star wars battlefront 2 campaign was you know well that's not hard <laughs> it you know it's it's a multiplayer focused game that had a decently long single player campaign and that in and of itself was a pleasant surprise but honestly if you have a chance to borrow or rent this i would say do that yeah. you know i i wouldn't recommend throwing you know 60 70 dollars down on this game unless mindless tedious superhero grinding is a thing that appeals to you <laughs> you yeah. know no, I think that's the levels valid. just they don't feel alive enough and the objectives and the missions themselves don't feel varied enough to really reward people for continuing going through it right um and you do unlock some cool cosmetics the game has some dope cosmetics not as many as i would have liked but it's got some dope cosmetics um honestly doing for the time i was playing doing the hero pass on like ms marvel and black widow was like the fun that i had with it you know what i mean yeah. i'd pull up because you got daily and weekly challenges and i'd pull those up and i'd be like yes i'm gonna do this and i'd try to like grind a few out and then unlock some levels on my heroes pass and get new cosmetics and be like yeah and but even those like sometimes the challenges are like do this specific thing and it's like wow that's a really hard thing you're asking me to do you know like you'll have a weekly chat or a daily challenge that's like defeat three exosuits well not every level you go into is going to have exosuits so now you've got to grind through levels hoping that you get exosuits that right. you can then defeat so that you can get this challenge <laughs> and it's like otherwise you don't level up and you don't get the new cosmetics and the new fancy things and it's just wasted time so um yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm vibing on the post game I think if somebody looked at me right now and they were like, I want a current gen, he said a month out from current gen being the next gen. Um, I want a current gen superhero game. I'm going to point him in the direction of Spider-Man every time. This yeah. one did not defeat that one for me. That's still honestly the best superhero game we've ever received. I think that's completely valid. <laughs> you know, it, Marvel superhero game because the Arkham games still have a very special place in my heart. You know? Yeah. No, I think that's fair. And I think, you know, it, it's a valid concern that the multiplayer is supposed to be a huge part of this, but there doesn't seem to be as much a purpose for the multiplayer. Like, you know, when you're playing like a, like something else that has a, a, a raid boss, like, like a World of Warcraft, like you're designing your character and you're, you know, you have other side missions and there's always stuff changing and there's always stuff being added and there's always a ton of people that you interact with and there's just more involved than just plopping into something, you know, with, uh, like, three other random people mm -hmm. trying to get through a thing 
maybe not getting through a thing, maybe getting really frustrated, and then that's it. Like, yeah. there's just not there's not enough depth to, in my opinion, for the multiplayer to stand on its own enough. Yeah. Right now. I and you know I have a few other like simplistic critiques like you know i think the gear system in and of itself while i'm a little miffed that there's not like an aesthetic connection to it it does change things up like you do see significant change from certain uh like equipping certain things that provide different buffs you do see those buffs come into play um alternatively on the negative side i feel like it's a very dodge-based game, a la your, like, Soulsborne type games. Right. Um, Near Automata or whatever other sort of, like, dodge-heavy game. Fallen Order. But stuff comes at you from everywhere. Yeah. And I found myself so often in a game that's dedicated to dodging. And for those who don't know, a game that's where its main mechanic is avoiding getting hit means that every time you get hit, you take a lot of damage. And there's a lot of ranged combat in this. And you'll get hit by a missile that you had no heads up display telling you it was coming in yeah, out of nowhere. And it'll do a ton of damage while you're fighting. You could be deftly dodging like three melee combatants. And then suddenly some guy way off behind you shoots a missile. The screens, if you're not looking at them, it's not going to give you the indication that that missile's coming. And then you just get hit and you get damaged there's lasers and drones firing things and rocket guys firing things and it's just it's a lot and i feel like they they put a lot in expecting it to be for human players playing and cooperating together so unfortunately when you are playing at single player that amount of like padded in bad guys to fight the complexity of the human brain just feels very like punishing. It's a little overwhelming. Um, yeah. It's and it's just it's not rewarding challenge like a lot of those challenging games are. Um, you know, even though I dunked on Soulsborne earlier, like I get the appeal because it's all pattern based. It's very like it's tough but fair. Um, this kind of just felt tough at points. Yeah. At the end of the day, I wish Square Enix had just made another Deus Ex. <laughs> like, I can't even get into it. Deus Ex games are one of my favorite, and the fact that it got replaced with this makes me a little butt hurt. <laughs> graphics are great, story is great, voice acting is great. The overall game and feel of it was fantastic, and I would like to see more Marvel-based games come out of Square Enix. But I personally think the Avengers project was not a successful project. I don't think it's going to have staying power. I think we're going to start seeing people move away from it. And it's unfortunately, even though it's got all these heroes planned, it's got two Hawkeyes, a black Panther, Spider-Man. I just, I don't think we're going to see much after that. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because this could have been the next ultimate Alliance. And I just don't yeah. know that it, it really cracked that code. Yeah. And it's hard to not make the, parallels yeah and see ultimate alliance i mean they're very different games but what i kind of hoped for was like a more grounded not isometric very active more like input heavy ultimate alliance but what i got instead was 
kind of like an overly punishing Souls-esque game uh, that rewards people who are willing to take time to grind with friends. It's a little bit overly punishing and or just not aware enough of the single player fan base. Yeah, I can so. see that. Definitely. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight, though. Yeah, that's it. It's pretty good. It's got its points. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, it had one of the best openings to a game. I love the opening to the game. That honestly was worth the 60 bucks for me. Um, (laughs) It was just fun. It was and the story was great. And, you know, we can't downplay enough a game that. Focused on Kamala. Oh, absolutely. it's, It's huge. And in my opinion, it's not being talked about enough how cool it is that this big game title from a big IP is putting people in the shoes of a teenage Muslim girl. It's awesome. From it's super Jersey. Awesome. And did a really good job of depicting her too. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this and want to hear what we have to say about other games, board, video, otherwise, um, you can check out our other Power Gaming episodes on our website, coverbypodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at coverbypodcast. Uh, last weekend, we did not have an episode because we sat down to do one and they're just, we didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, didn't have a ton to say. We just, we couldn't get an episode out. There just wasn't. It was, there was stuff we read, stuff we wanted to recommend, but it was all just kind of like, yeah, it was good. So. Crickets. Yeah. Chirp, chirp. We just couldn't, couldn't make it work. It just wasn't there. So, hopefully this weekend we will have an episode for you on Saturday. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Otherwise, we will see you guys on the next episode of Cover Cover Me. Me. Bye, everybody.